Okay, hello everyone. We are live with our Inside podcast. Uh, today, uh, our guest is Lasha from uh, Rarify Labs, uh, the team uh, behind uh, Rarimo protocol. Uh, so, uh, uh, Lasha, I'm, I give me, I'm giving a word to you. Can you introduce yourself uh, and your team and the product that you are building? Perfect. Thanks for inviting. And actually, this is our first time that we're going to talk about our contribution towards this new protocol and interoperability. I'm a co-founder at Rarified Labs. Uh, just to mention, like, I've been in the space since 2014, so I've been, like, multiple times, always on the protocol and infrastructure level. We started Rarify in 2021, uh, heavily focused around the NFTs and the digital assets. So uh, company and team members, we're... Pretty distributed, but mostly based in New York City. Uh, and uh, the idea from day one was to simplify the development and provide this kind of tooling for developers to interact with Web3 and especially like NFTs. We did raise quite successfully like two consecutive rounds led by Pantera Capital, Circle, Polygon, um, uh, Protocol Labs, and quite prominent investors in the space and over time uh so it was more like driven by the community ecosystem and the need uh, and we are currently innovating in the interoperability space and contributing to the development of the uh, uh, protocol called rarimo and uh, what's exciting and unique is that we're innovating ourselves and like upbuilding the stack of the product that are pretty unique for the space and uh, heavily focusing on the user experience improvements into a cross-chain um, aspect of moving things. Okay. Uh, yeah. You keep going if you have uh, something else to add. No, I think that's good for the intro. Maybe you okay. ask questions and I can dig deeper. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, before uh, digging deeper inside uh, Rarimo and Rarify Labs, I would like to uh, introduce uh, the way how our podcast uh, usually flows. Uh, so uh, we usually start uh, with a very brief uh, intro into what's uh, going on in uh, Citadel One ecosystem, uh, just uh, the most important news. Uh, then we discuss uh, some of the governance topics uh, that uh, happened, uh, that are happening in the um, ecosystem. Uh, then we discuss some of the top uh, news and announcements. Uh, of course, in between all of those topics that we touch upon, we dive deeper in uh, inside uh, the guests uh, project, uh, yeah, inside uh, Rarimo and. Uh, uh, at the end of it all, we uh, concentrate, we focus all on our guests' uh, product. Um, uh, so this is uh, how we are going uh, to uh, to go. Uh, so uh, the first thing I wanted to uh, to share with our listeners uh, and users uh, that uh, Citadel One team is uh, right now uh, is. Uh, uh, right now at the interoperability summit that was organized by. Axelar uh, team, uh, so uh, there were really interesting uh, presentations, panel discussions there. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Lasha, you mentioned uh, that uh, Rarimo will be uh, focusing and is focusing on interoperability. Uh, maybe you were one of the guests uh, in Interop Summit uh, in Denver, uh, organized by Axelar. Oh, we we did attend it, and my co-founder is there right now, so he's been actively participating. But as uh, we are into like pre-deployment stage, so the news about Rarimo and active involvement into participating is something we haven't started. Okay, got it. Uh, so um, uh, just for those uh, people who is uh, joining us for the first time at our 
uh, podcast, uh, just to remind you that Exceler is uh, one of the blockchains that is building infrastructure for um, for including Cosmos uh, chains. Um, I was visiting your uh, site uh, before the podcast. Uh, here it is, by the way. So I can see that uh, some of the supported blockchains include Ethereum, Solana, uh, Binance, Near, Avalanche, Polygon. Um, so this is a very nice uh, stack of uh, blockchains here, but I'm not seeing Cosmos. <laughs> uh, so my first question, as we have, like most of our listeners are Cosmos uh, users, uh, are there any plans uh, to work with Cosmos uh, as well? Yeah, of course, like from a technology perspective, we can support like Cosmos in a couple of hours and the protocol can be deployed easily because we're using the same tandem consensus mechanism and the Cosmos SDK to build up the protocol. Uh, I think that uh, the reason behind like the choice of our network is still heavily related to the NFT activity and uh, the non-fungible token uh, ecosystem uh, grows. Uh, and I will explain why. As mentioned, we 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 still like beside that like interoperability and of course like the generalized messaging service is a kind of hot topic. But I think in most of the cases, it, it sometimes becomes like super vague in terms of what do they really offer, what is the value, and what is something that's uh, unique for the user or an app builder, or why do we really need this connectivity, right? And in our case, so the, what Rarify Labs does is that apart from like contributing to building this generalized messaging service, I think that what differentiates us overall approach is that we like very use case centric and making a huge uh, contribution overall and investment into innovating the token standards that are not yet actively discussed, but they, I think like they're coming. So one of the, uh, one of our focuses around like NFT ecosystems that includes like the non-fungible tokens, soulbound tokens, dynamic NFTs, and really solving this technology piece in terms of like how do different dApps or users will communicate in the future. Uh, across different chains. And those six chains are the most active uh, NFT-related chains for now. So that's why we prioritize them. Yeah, that uh, that makes uh, perfect sense uh, for me as well. Uh, those uh, chains, I'm looking at uh, them uh, right now, are the most suitable, I guess, uh, to offer uh, the best services for NFT interoperability, uh, the most volume is concentrated in uh, these chains while NFTs uh, in Cosmos uh, are still uh, growing. Yeah, we are um, exploring different use cases. Yeah, we have uh, stargaze for, uh, that are mostly concentrated on uh, traditional, like mo most popular uh, profile pictures. We have Omniflix for ticketing. Uh, asset mantle for uh, metaverses and so on and so on. So uh, hopefully when uh, there are enough use cases and there is eno uh, enough uh, trading volume, uh, Rarimo will also um, uh, take a look at uh, uh, Cosmos NFTs as well. Uh, yes, so, uh, we're on our way, so we'll be, we'll be there soon. Awesome, awesome, cool. And yeah, of course, uh, happy, it will be happy to see uh, uh, the trading volume coming uh, to, uh, as you said, uh, Rarimo will be one of the Tendermint based blockchains. So it would be really cool uh, to see this trading volume from those chains that we mentioned earlier uh, coming to one of uh, the Tendermint chains, uh, which is cool. Uh, okay, so uh, we're moving uh, a bit further. There is another a big conference that is taking place uh, right now, uh, which is uh, Ethereum Denver. Uh, it's a very long, so to say, festival. 
uh, and uh, it's taking place uh, for almost two weeks, as uh, I remember. And uh, I saw that uh, Rari Moore is also one of the participants there. Um, so are you uh, just visiting or maybe you are uh, presenting some, something there? Uh, so how's, uh, how's, the, how's Denver? Oh, we're visiting for now, and uh, plus, as team is like heavily into a launch phase, so we we kind of like concentrating our resources now on the development and launch. And uh, two of our team members are attending East Denver and meeting up with uh, our early ecosystem builders and the existing partners. Because as as I mentioned, so. We we did start the company 2021, so we we have already working products on the market and uh, network in in terms of like NFT marketplaces and NFT related um, ecosystem. Yeah, got it, got it. Thank you for clarifying that. Uh, okay, this is uh, basically all I wanted to uh, mention about uh, some of the uh, things that are happening in Citadel uh, because, yeah, our team is uh, also uh, presented in Denver. So uh, we'll be happy to meet anyone uh, uh, from uh, the builders, from users. So hit us up. I would love to uh, communicate let us know. Uh, okay, uh, we are moving to another uh, topic, which is one of the uh, main topics uh, in Cosmos, which is governance. Yeah, and uh, as I already uh, mentioned on two previous podcasts, uh, currently there are so, so, so many spam governance proposal uh, proposals taking place, uh, not only in Cosmos Hub, yeah, but in secret, in uh, stride, in I, I think in almost all networks, and there are hundreds of them. Uh, so, uh, guys, please, those who's listening to us, uh, do not anyhow interact with those proposals. Uh, they include malicious links. Uh, you are risking to um, uh, to lose your funds. Uh, yes, they have very tempting uh, names like airdrop for atom stakers airdrop uh, for uh, secret stakers and so on and so on. So this is all fraud. Uh, please don't interact with them. Uh, and uh, okay, once we have uh, mentioned the governance topic, uh, my next question goes uh, to uh, Lasha, to you. Uh, so uh, how are you going to um, uh, to manage governance in uh, Rarimo protocol? Yeah, you mentioned that uh, you are also building on Tendermint uh, uh, on Tendermint, so is it going to be standard uh, Tendermint uh, governance, or are you going to uh, add something uh, something custom uh, to it? So I think that um, our decision initially, and uh, the network participants as well, was that like to take uh, and implement the delegated proof of stake as a consensus mechanism and uh, plus the threshold signatures for the ability to scale the number of validators and uh, support uh, the decentralization in that way. I think for now, these are like the core uh, fundamental decisions uh, made by the initial uh, developers and going further, the network can absorb the, any other layer of governance-related um, innovations. What's interesting, like in terms of like where we are, like thinking in terms of like innovating, and as we are the interoperability protocol, right? So it's about like how can you extend the governance across chains, and how can we support this, like cross-chain voting for DAOs or the, the specific like the token holders or with this uh, specific criteria, social graph builders and how can our own protocol extend the governance for other protocols or the apps um, in, um, in at a larger scale. So this is something we're uh, building. This is something that is available in a way and could be like enhanced Using our protocol, uh, and I think, uh, I think it's an interesting frontier overall. 
Yeah, I totally uh, agree with you. And uh, now uh, Cosmos SDK governance uh, is exposing some of uh, its uh, vulnerabilities. Yeah, those spam proposals uh, and uh, the the way the community funding works is not perfect. So uh, that's cool uh, uh, to hear that uh, Rarify Labs is also working on improving this experience. I would love to uh, to see uh, what different teams uh, can offer to improve uh, governance uh, governance uh, mechanism in in this space. Um, yeah, I think so that overall, mm-hmm. like there's no like complicated formula overall required for the government's quality improvement. The initially like every blockchain and protocol started the two major aspects of it is that one is the transparency and to be able to really monitor and understand like how this proposal flow get voted and then executed so this is like one aspect of it and then another one is uh, of course the incentive and disincentivization model in terms of proposal and the ability to submit and uh, be distributing among the community members uh, and and uh, balancing those two would uh, make the governance much robust. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And there's uh, certainly something that has to be done in exactly those um, uh, those topics uh, that uh, you have mentioned. Um, okay, so I have uh, also picked up a few governance proposals that are taking place in uh, different blockchains uh, right now. I will uh, very briefly... Uh, uh, mention them uh, now. So one of them is a proposal in Cosmos Hub. It's a funding proposal. Um, uh, the, it's called Interchain Info Funding. So uh, Interchain Info is uh, a service, uh, yeah, a truly multi-chain chain agnostic hub uh, uh, for information and tooling to make navigating a rapidly growing interchain easier for both new and all the users alike. Yeah, so um, uh, it's uh, basically a tool, very uh, simple tool, yeah, to uh, to surf uh, different applications, protocols uh, in uh, that exist in Cosmos. Yeah, the the request is uh, not too big, uh, yeah, and uh, uh, so uh, users uh, uh, are. Uh, I uh, recommend users take a look at the proposals, uh, at this proposal, and vote yourself, yeah, uh, because uh, your vote uh, is what really matters. Um, maybe validators, uh, your validators have already voted, uh, but it's more important that you yourself uh, cast a vote in it um, uh, because you decide if you need this uh, this service or not. Uh, another another uh, proposal is also a funding proposal. It's called Spacebox, a uh, tool for chain indexation and storage in the Cosmos Hub. Uh, it's an interesting tool, uh, pretty uh, technical. Uh, this is uh, more uh, valid, uh, more suitable for validators, yeah, for developers. Uh, the guys uh, that are building it is Bro and Bro, uh, the the team uh, that we are familiar with. Uh, so. Also, guys, take a look at it. And uh, the third, uh, the third topic that I have chosen is a very exciting one. Uh, it's uh, about uh, NFTs, and NFTs are coming to Osmosis. Uh, so uh, uh, the proposal is called Upload uh, CW, which is Cosmosm Seven to One Base Contract. Uh, this means. Uh, that once this proposal uh, is uh, approved, yeah, uh, if so, uh, then uh, Osmosis will be uh, supporting NFTs as well. Uh, so, uh, interesting news. Maybe we will see NFT swaps uh, on Osmosis in the future. I don't know what's uh, what's the initial plan for them uh, to uh, like to add if they are going to. Uh, deploying new NFT uh, NFTs there, or just uh, create interface for NFT swaps or something else. Uh, but let's see. Uh, going to see what's uh, what's is uh, behind this idea. Um, yeah, and um, the the last proposal uh, that I wanted to mention is uh, the one from Region Team. 
they are still with their uh, Cosmos uh, Zero Quest. Yeah, this is a quest to uh, offset uh, carbon emissions from uh, validator sets, from protocols. Um, I see that uh, not uh, like uh, the communities have divided in two parts. Yeah, some people support uh, uh, carbon emission offset, some uh, do not. So uh, up to up to communities to decide. Uh, um, yeah, uh, Lasha, do you want to uh, comment on any of uh, the governance proposals uh, that I have mentioned, or we can uh, switch uh, to the next topic? I think, like, yeah, I mean, super interesting uh, proposals, especially with the Osmosis NFTs. It could become a kind of an aggregator and um, NFT purchase settlement layer. So let, let's let see. Other than that, we can switch to some, another topic. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, as we as we mentioned, uh, uh, so you previously mentioned that uh, uh, a, a cool feature of interoperability on Rarimo would be to, uh, to somehow create an interface uh, to manage uh, governance uh, maybe from one account or so. Uh, so um, maybe this is uh, something uh, that is also connected to interchain accounts uh, or so. So uh, my question is, I usually ask all my guests, uh, do you already have any vision for interchain accounts or interchain NFTs? Uh, do you have any plans for it? Or this is something that you haven't touched uh, upon yet? Yeah, actually a great question and that's something so what what I would highlight that so Rarimo besides being a generalized messaging service that can support any token standard or any message or uh any transaction across the different chains the idea behind it is that so we focus on this kind of next generation of uh interoperability we call it and uh, especially under this flag we focus on identity, social graphs, and particularly SBTs. They are like the bricks of this building or all those on-chain identities across different chains. And from this perspective, this interchain account management, and let's let's use the word not an account, but an identity, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's like super interesting and uh, promising. If you consider like what is happening right now with the like recent developments with this decentralized social networks or uh, the non-transferable non token SBT uh, uh, standards, we're getting there first in terms of like building out these unique on-chain identities that could one be built out across different chains and then of course the problem of interoperability and not only just like ability to like port the proofs of existence from one chain to another arise but as well the ability to control and even like sign from one instance across different instances and uh the ecosystems i think it's a interesting challenge we're definitely thinking around it so how could you control uh, those accounts or the keys across different chains from a single place and plus how it could be like super smooth from the user experience perspective because it's like key uh, you can't like solve in a ugly man manner of the flow it should be like very smooth and that's something we're actively working uh, with social graph builders all right, cool. Thanks for the detailed answer on that topic. Very interesting uh, ideas and uh, approach uh, to this. Um, uh, looking forward for, for what uh, you are going to offer with that. And uh, all right, we are moving on uh, with our uh, discussions. Um, I will uh, now switch to top news and announcements uh, around uh, ecosystem, yeah, Cosmos ecosystem, including. Um, so uh, what we can see here, yeah, uh, is that uh, Stash, uh, it's a marketplace, NFT marketplace 
on uh, Secret Not Network, they have introduced uh, some of the new features, including public profiles and feed. Uh, as you guys uh, might remember in uh, in the previous podcast, we talked with uh, Territory team. They also introduced, uh, are going to introduce social feed, uh, decentralized social feed, um, which is cool. And, um, uh, and, uh, um, my, my next question goes to you, Lasha. Uh, so, uh, Rarima Labs, uh, is this, uh, and Rarify, uh, Rarify Labs, sorry. Uh, are you going to be, uh, like, a, a B2B service or B2C? Meaning that are you going to produce, uh, those products? Yeah. For, like, uh, for managing NFTs yourself or you are more like building infrastructure for outside teams and developments to build on top of uh, Rarimo? Yeah, good question. We definitely are staying in the infrastructure level building, but I think that there's like a huge space between like generalized messaging services such as like Rarimo or Axelar or I don't know, even layer zero and then at the application level of the interfaces where the end customers interact, right? And I think that the challenge and the focus around of the Rarify Labs is exactly like covering this gap between the primitives of the technology of interoperability and the applications and providing this up-built stack to ease the deployment and development of uh, a pretty unique solutions out of interoperability. I'll give you an example. So one of the pretty unique products we pushed a couple of weeks ago, it's called NFT checkouts. So it's not an on like an on-ramp solution that Rarify Labs developed on top of Rarimo, but it's a it's a kind of a uh, tooling in the form of APIs, documentation that the NFT marketplaces or minting launchpads can integrate and offer uh, a solution of NFT checkouts. And what do I mean by this unique NFT checkout? So we enable any user on NFT marketplace to purchase NFTs minted on any chain with uh, any fungible token that they hold. So if you see a Polygon NFT, uh, and you are now limited and restricted of paying only in Matic. So in our case, we enable you to pay any token in from your wallet and to do this entire flow uh, in just one single signature. So you, for example, like you have, uh, uh, you have like Atom, Atom, Atom in your wallet, and you see like Polygon NFT. You can just like purchase uh, NFT with that token. This is, I think like this solution is pretty unique and especially like a couple of days ago, Uniswap uh, made an announcement that they're supporting some of the ERC tokens for the the NFT marketplace with the same. But uh, we had this rolled out at a larger scale across chains. So it covers both ERC and non-ERC tokens and a huge improvements in terms of like finding the best price for swap and executing everything in a single bundle transaction. And uh, yeah, back to your question. So these these are type of the solutions and up buildings that Rarify Labs can contribute on top of the Rarima protocol. Uh, and like this is one of the directions like merging this DeFi and NFT space and as well working heavily on the, the solutions that were previously mentioned like decentralized identities and uh, the social graphs. Uh, yeah, cool. I'm uh, looking at uh, the demo uh, right now and at the page that is introducing NFT checkout. Uh, for those uh, who haven't heard about it, I will uh, add uh, the link to uh, the website to NFT checkout uh, page as well to the file that I will uh, lay after the call share with the community. Uh, pretty exciting stuff that I think, I personally think that will uh, make a huge step towards adoption of uh, of NFTs as well. Yeah, because uh, right now, uh, users that come uh, to uh, 
to to this sphere, yeah, to this industry uh, that want to maybe invest uh, to uh, into NFTs or into uh, some non fungible tokens, uh, like no, no matter what they are, yeah, and all, all they know is uh, just uh, is uh, Ethereum, yeah. Of, of course, uh, Solana and some other. Uh, protocols are also popular, uh, but uh, there should be some ways uh, for users uh, to uh, to make less steps into into uh, purchasing NFT or some uh, some other tokens, and uh, they should have a choice. Uh, no matter what ecosystem they are in, uh, yeah, maybe they are from uh, Cosmos ecosystem and uh, they don't want to uh, go all the way uh, from purchasing uh, like uh, other tokens of other uh, blockchain ecosystems. Yeah, so the, the less steps, uh, the better. So uh, yeah, great I to see like, that you're working yeah. on that. Yeah. And it definitely like echoes what is happening now in the, with the NFT space, right? So we see all these NFT marketplaces becoming multi-chain. So a user experience now is like dreadful. So you have like five chain NFT supported on a single marketplace and you need to operate like multiple wallets and like balances in terms of like purchasing and exchanging and paying gas fees. And it's crazy. So I think like this collaboration of this NFT checkout product and something we built for the developers to extend and integrate uh, in the form of Rarify Labs. And then this uh, Rarimo as a protocol fueling this entire flow and uh, simplifies the user experience in, in a single transaction is a perfect example like how can an end user and, and the application benefit from the interoperability at scale. Uh, okay, and um, yeah, I have a few more questions uh, about, uh, let's say, NFT checkout. Uh, so uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into uh, what's uh, going on be, uh, behind the scene? Uh, is uh, this NFT going to stay uh, on a user's, uh, let's say, Ethereum wallet? Or are you going uh, to build bridges and after purchasing it will appear in a Rarimo blockchain? So uh, if, I get, if you get what, what I mean. So can you explain yes, I, uh, this to us? I, I totally got it. So... What happens from, let me give you like two scenarios. On the user side, what happens is that user just clicks the button, pay with any token, and the we fetch the balances of available tokens. Then user just like clicks the token that they want to pay for an NFT and just confirm the transaction. And that's it. Then you wait and you get the token redeemed into your address. The good with the EVM chains is that so the addresses are the same. So it does not matter like which ERC20 token you're paying, you will get the NFT into the same address, but in the network where the NFT was minted. So this is like a first option. If you're purchasing an NFT that is non-EVM and it's uh, you want to receive it on... Solana is an example. So there's like one step added. So you need to uh, add your redeem address in the form of the Solana uh, uh, address. And yeah, the same. So person pays, I don't know, Ethereum, but gets a Solana NFT in uh, to their address. This is like what's happening on the user experience side. Can it be extended in terms of like bridging? For example, like I see a Solana NFT and I want to receive it on Ethereum in the same one single transaction. The answer is yes. So we can support that flow. But at this moment in time, I don't see kind of a value at, for the user bridging those NFTs and concentrating into a one chain. Maybe some, someone, um, not, not yet. We're not there yet. I would say so. Uh, but that's something technically we can support. What is happening? Uh, okay. mm -hmm. What is happening under the hood? So when the user just like signs and says, "I want to buy this NFT with my tokens," what happens is that so well, the tokens the the user holds are rooted across the different dexes to find the best swap price 
for the settlement token. So, for example, if a user is transacting in Polygon for to purchase a, uh, Ethereum NFT, so this Polygon is swapped across the uh, DEXs into in Ethereum, then locked into a smart contract and released on the destination chain, and uh, the redeem of the NFT initiated and the user receives the NFT. So entire flow of this swap, lock, and redeem is bundled into a single transaction in the back. So user has zero uh, requirement to sign multiple transactions from the wallet or do any other steps to redeem an NFT. Everything either like and it has as well the um, uh, de-risking in terms of like the failed transaction, right? So either it goes as a one single transaction or it fails in the beginning. So user is not left with like prepaid fees and some uh, intermediary token on the balance. A beautiful, very beautiful approach. Uh, uh, the more I dive uh, into like uh, the protocols and applications that are developing right now uh the more i see the the bright future for uh for blockchains because uh, uh yeah as you mentioned earlier uh, user experience that we knew of 2021 2022 uh was uh, just uh, just bad yeah for uh for a general yeah for a normal user of uh, web 2 yeah it's uh, it, it would be a disaster for them to uh, to come and uh, just buy a profile picture for themselves. So yeah, cool. Thank you very much that you are working in this direction as well. Uh, one more question, uh, just also from the user perspective. Uh, how many wallets will I need to have? Uh, is it, uh, uh, let's say, just MetaMask or do I have to connect uh, several wallets uh, to, uh, to, let's say, buy uh, Solana NFT with... Uh, uh, with uh, Ethereum or Solana NFT with Atom? So seeing that like this wallet management piece, it's on the NFT marketplace side, right? So if NFT marketplace supports multiple networks, both Solana and EVM, so they already have an integration and support multiple wallets. So we don't care like which wallets those NFT marketplace supports. We uh, uh, it, it just like we just offer this kind of uh, flow in the back. To orchestrate the purchase, so uh, yeah, we're not limited uh, in that term. Okay, cool. Thank you very much. This is uh, this is good to hear. Uh, okay, uh, I'm uh, going uh, to the next topic. Uh, this is uh, that is uh, gaining attention uh, these days very much, and uh, lots of teams are. Uh, uh, are struggling to build uh, the best solution to uh, take a piece of uh, this uh, uh, potentially big pie. Uh, so I'm talking about NFTs on Bitcoin. Uh, and yes, you've heard it right. Uh, Bitcoin yes. uh, can have NFTs actually, and they are getting more and more popular. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, I guess uh, Lasha, you have something to say here. Uh, can you explain uh, maybe uh, to our users uh, what the hell is that? And are you, do you have any plans uh, to work with this as well? I think it's like exciting. And actually, like me personally, I'm the person that has been experimenting on Bitcoin network with so-called term colored coins. I, people remember, I don't know. But it was more like kind of labeling the part of the Bitcoin and uh, making it... Uh, uniquely identifiable which was like a predecessor of this entire nft boom and uh kind of uh the token standards so uh definitely it's an interesting and it's just like hyped like uh uh especially in this market and uh it could be it could be interesting uh, experiment, I would say, but at this moment in time, it's more of a kind of an experiment. And, uh, the, the thing is that, like, conceptually and technically, yes, that's something that might be, like, implemented and used, and people might, like, uh, consider it, like, okay, I can, like, keep my value there. 
But the biggest challenge right now, and it's something I think that like this, besides I'm like, of course, a believer of the Bitcoin network. And this is like the holy grail of this um, digital ownership. But I think that uh, current landscape in terms of like all these new NFTs, ecosystem network effects that are created across this new chains and the ability and capability and functionality and updates and the, the, the kind of modularity that those chains offer is non-comparable already to a Bitcoin. And it will be like a lot of effort required to, to you know, like to make these ordinals uh, an or, ordinary system for all the ecosystem buildups and uh, the the, the developments that are happening across different chains, and I think this is more that this is more of a challenge than the, the things that needs to be solved than rather just like ability to mint and store NFTs into a Bitcoin network. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing your opinion on that. And I guess uh, the thing that I was uh, uh, considering uh, when thinking about uh, Bitcoin NFTs. Uh, is it really worth it? Uh, like uh, uh, the TPS in Bitcoins is uh, very low. And uh, is NFT something uh, worth it to clog the network with? Uh, because, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Bitcoin is our most valued blockchain uh, in the whole industry. And uh, this is uh, something that uh, we all <laughs> have to ask, so to say, uh, ourselves. Uh, is uh, NFT... Uh, on bitcoins uh, is worth it. but yeah let, let's see let's see uh, yeah, I think how it's, it it's, unfolds it's like a bitcoin network is currently more like a imagine like a vault from like storing the value so like doesn't matter like how good you trade that i'm pretty sure like at the end of the day you feel more safe if you own your value in bitcoin uh and uh the same with nfts you know like some people ported the uh, board apes and stuff. It's more like, okay, like I can store this value of a very unique high value NFT into a Bitcoin network and feel more secure in terms of like the Bitcoin network. And uh, I think that's it. But like moving further, like I mentioned, yeah, like if you consider like the, I don't know, SBT, social graphs, dynamic NFTs that require much more efficient networks and even current networks can support sometimes in terms of like the costs or the throughput. Uh, I think, yeah, it will be a challenge. And plus like, yeah, you can like improve that on the top of the layer of the Bitcoin, but then the questions will always arise in terms of like decentralization, in terms of like how you're maintaining all this uh, and et cetera, and et cetera. So I don't know, let's, let's see where it goes, but it could, my prediction would be it could remain something of a very small uh, kind of club. Yeah, and surely it will be very exceptional. I guess uh, deploying NFTs on Bitcoin is uh, going to cost uh, creators uh, quite uh, quite a lot uh, comparing to, uh, let's, let's say, uh, blockchains on like Solana, like deploying NFTs on Solana or on Ethereum, maybe even. Um, so yeah, let's see where it goes. Uh, definitely can go both directions here. Um, all right. Uh, the next uh, thing that I wanted to mention is that uh, there is another metaverse emerging. I think it's uh, it should be in Cosmos ecosystem, though I didn't find uh, information on uh, how this uh, exactly going to work. So Asset Mantle, which is a Cosmos SDK blockchain, they are they have announced uh, that they are soon uh, releasing their beta version of uh, Mirage Metaverse. Uh, there are not many metaverses in Cosmos. Uh, uh, in Cosmos just yet. Uh, I personally know just uh, three, now three, uh, which uh, the first one is uh, Lorem Ipsum, uh, the second one is Passage, and now it's uh, Mirage Metaverse. So the Metaverse market is still very, very raw uh, in uh, in uh, Cosmos. I think that Passage hasn't uh, launched their mainnet yet, uh, 
uh, Lorem Ipsum just has one location and not too many users and Mirage is still in the alpha stage. Uh, so also uh, would love to see what will happen in metaverse industry in Cosmos. And uh, my next question is to Lasha. Uh, uh, what's your take on metaverses? Uh, what is their future? Will they become popular and get adoption? And are there any plans for Rari more to work in this direction? Yeah, of course, like, we were like super positive around metaverses and especially like us focusing as mentioned around this NFT, SBT, identity, social glass. These are all kind of uh, modules for the full scale metaverse uh, to work and uh, people to interact and exchange value in that environment. Uh, I think that... Uh, it's going to take time. So it's not like that people are going to like switch in a couple of days. And I'm pretty sure like everyone is aligned on that. But in terms of like, how does that metaverse should look like? I think like there's a huge differences in, uh, on each like individual or vertical level. Right. So I, I think like we have our own version of metaverse, the blockchain builders, and there's another version of the metaverse by large corporations and even the device makers. Uh, the best metaverse, I think, would be somewhere in the middle that has really good user experience, but the ability to uh, have an individual ownership economy running the uh, economics of this metaverse. I think this is this is a perfect fit. Um, and uh, for us, I think now what Rarify Labs and Rarimo is concentrated upon, and this is one like building this identity reputation and making it interchangeable across different environments or metaverses that makes tons of sense. And uh, and actually like even this product I mentioned, like NFT settlement, the, it, it was started as... Uh, it was a problem defined by one of our metaverse partners. So imagine like you're running in a today's metaverse and you see like NFTs displayed and how awful the user experience is if you want to purchase this NFT, but you don't have these tokens and the guest fee tokens. So you need to log out, go somewhere else, exchange, go back in. So there was like initial problem we identified within the metaverse and started building this NFT checkout. And uh, now super interesting with this social graphs and identities because metaverse is, is, is like a composer and builder of your credentials and it will enable you to like build out this profile and reputation that will take tons of time for each individual like we have with the games right so you have like players playing uh, unlocking some like strengths and the points and stuff and it's super hard to recreate the same effort into another game i think it will be like 10 times harder within the metaverses and uh, the interoperability is a super important aspect that should be laid from the foundation level uh, into a metaverse building, and and yeah, I, and we like we have like tons of like resources deployed in terms of like researching and assisting this aspect of metaverse building. Okay, thank you, thank you very much, Lasha, for sharing uh, your views on metaverse and uh, for the detailed answer on what is uh, Rarimo's vision towards uh, metaverse. Um, I guess uh, those are all uh, the topics. Uh, yeah, all the topics that I wanted uh, to uh, to discuss uh, with you in terms of uh, the uh, of uh, the greater ecosystem. Uh, now we still have uh, a few minutes uh, to talk uh, uh, about uh, Varimo, and I guess there are a few uh, questions that we haven't uh, covered uh, yet. Uh, so first of all is uh, uh, so what uh, yeah you already mentioned NFT checkout. Uh, so what are some other 
products uh, or services uh, and infra like mostly products yeah as it is the most interesting for our users uh, that is your on your roadmap in the nearest future so uh, some of them yeah. feel important to share yeah i will repeat that one of the important features that the protocol supports is the cross chain proofs and uh, i will explain what does the cross chain proofs mean so ability so now, like, if you look at the evolu evolutionary path, right? So we had the token bridges as a starting point, And we, we know, like, I don't know, hundreds, if not thousands of the bridges that support this fungible token bridging from one chain to another. And those logics were built around the liquidity management. I think, like, going further, especially with the new token standards, NFTs, non-transferable tokens, soul-bound tokens, so-called so soul-bound tokens, dynamic NFTs that, that are like updating based on some events, like moving further into these more complex social graphs. So each of those tokens going forward will require the different logic support and flows of uh, data and information between the chains. And I think one of the key aspects of our uh, focus is the cross-chain proofs. So what does it mean? So the ability to provide that you own or some kind of credential has been issued in the form of the SVT on one chain to a particular wallet and identity and to bring this proof uh, into another ecosystem. For example, like you, you are a great trader, you have a perfect reputation and so-called like on-chain credit scoring and you want to take out the loan from another chain, right? So it's a perfect use case in a DeFi. It's uh, an amazing use case in the gaming. It's the same amazing extending use case for the metaverse or the decentralized social networks. And uh, what Rarimo does is, and what we're contributing is exactly like ability to support these different logic flows and enable these interactions and the proofs to be interchanged uh, between the ecosystems. And where this all gets us from a product perspective, it gets us to a more dynamic, enhanced ability to build decentralized net network. So for example, when I'm building my identity or social profile in a particular on a particular platform, I can enhance my profile based on my activities across different chains, right? So if I own a credential like issued or even like, I don't know, at certain point, the university degree issued on X chain and I want to bring it into my social profile on, I don't know, Polygon, for example. So that's something we're going to support and enable builders to build out this more enhanced uh, you know, social feed products. And I think like this is very unique. I think this is a starting phase for overall vertical and glad that we're one of the first to be exploring and supporting these use cases. And uh, yeah, and yeah, and going further, like from this overall like token bridges to a more complex interoperability, uh, I think we're getting there and glad that like Rarimo to be uh, a protocol that can support all these different use cases for the builders. All right, thank you. Yeah, that uh, definitely sounds uh, exciting. Uh, the use cases that you have mentioned and um, yeah, those uh, uh, the use case with university degrees, for example, and so on and so on. Uh, I'm uh, uh, I, I'm hearing this uh, more and more often from uh, different teams. Yeah, this is uh, for our users that uh, don't know this yet. This is also connected with soul bound tokens. Yeah, those tokens that cannot be transferred from uh, one address to another. Yeah, this is how. Uh, uh, how to ensure that uh, uh, nobody uh, chain uh, exchanges uh, university degrees. Uh, but one of the interesting questions uh, that uh, I have uh, heard but haven't heard the answer just yet. Uh, so uh, let's say this is just uh, out of uh, out of topics. Yeah, uh, it's uh, interested to hear what your opinion on that. 
uh, let's say uh, universities uh, started issuing uh, degrees on blockchain uh, and there is a soulbound token yeah, of my university degree. Uh, but then how to prevent users from uh, trading uh, their accounts, for example? Uh, this is one of the questions I've heard. So what do you think? Yeah, of course, uh, maybe users won't, uh, won't like to buy an account, yeah, a seed phrase. Uh, that someone already knows, but still, how to how to prevent them from doing that? Uh, is it something that you already thought of, or this is uh, something that for the future? It's an interesting question, actually. And uh, how can you stop users trading there? I think that On top of the so wallet is like a very basic starting point identifier of my identity, right? But on top of it, whether it's like soulbound tokens or even like some external KYC authentication uh, method that could be attached and highly used in the future would uh, prevent this, uh, because yeah, I mean like. The, I think there's a way, yeah, if you, like, enhance this ability to uh, identify and build out some additional layer of identification per person, right? So where you can, like, not only have to provide the proof of ownership of a particular wallet, but the ability that, I don't know, even, uh, you know, this project that collects the, the, uh, uh, this, I uh, I identifies the world world coin or some what was the name I forgot. Uh, haven't heard of that yet. Yeah, sorry, I uh, completely uh, asked this question out of the blue. Uh, so yeah, I guess this is something that we will be figuring out. <laughs> yeah, I think like I'm I'm like of course like now hallucinating, but it could be like your fingerprint. So you could have your fingerprint. Uh, connected somehow to your wallet, but you never like reveal mm. your fingerprint. But once you provide your fingerprint, you, you can provide fully anonymous way the existence proof that this fingerprint was uh, submitted with this wallet, and you're the person behind managing this particular wallet at the same time. So if we want like this highest level to avoid the uh, the uh, moment when somebody has just like given its own wallet to somebody else. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I actually have heard of a couple of uh, blockchains that are working on uh, this kind of uh, uh, biometric identity. Yeah, so yeah, this uh, might be a, a solution. And uh, there are so many use cases going forward that are yet to be discovered. So I guess uh, let's see. The, f the future is uh, yeah, seems yeah, to, yeah. Uh, seems bright to me. <laughs> And the simplest question is that, so due to blockchain, we can always monitor uh, some other aspects of the wallet activity or some the change of the pattern of the use or the interaction of different apps and identify if it's the same person based on the activity patterns or it has been shifted to somebody else. I don't know, like there's like huge, huge industries, you know, working around it and I'm pretty sure that uh, it could be easily absorbed by the uh, blockchain identities as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, when the problem comes, I guess there will be people that will find uh, solutions for that big data and all the stuff, my behavioral patterns and so on. Uh, okay, Lasha, thank you very much uh, for answering my questions today. Uh, I was uh, really uh, pleased uh, for you to come to our podcast and uh, uh, thanks for our listeners uh, for coming uh, to our podcast online and just to remind everyone uh, that uh, we can, uh, we go live every Wednesday 3 p.m. UTC and for those who hasn't uh, got a chance uh, to listen to us online we are also streaming on the most uh, popular uh, podcast uh, platforms like uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Teacher, and uh, a couple more. Um, I 
can't remember all, all of them now. Uh, so uh, yeah, please join our uh, platforms and uh, check our other episodes. And yeah, again, uh, thanks, Lasha, for uh, being with us today. And uh, thank you, yeah, thank, um, thank you for uh, getting me here. And yeah, we've covered quite diverse and all all, all around the room topics in one hour. Uh, but I, I think it was interesting and we, we did provide, well, we kind of like opened up many interesting topics to explore for the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we will make even some, uh, shortcuts of some of the moments and we'll share with our community because some of the topics were very deep, uh, and some of the topics that we definitely want to concentrate on around Rari more of course. So yeah, thank you everyone. Guys, uh, see you next week uh, and goodbye. Have a great day, evening ahead. Thank you. Bye.